have you, what hurdles have you had to go through? Cause I feel like people will look at you and be like, this guy is buff. He has a helicopter. Mm -hmm. Like he's different. He's just different than I am. We're not the same. Um, you know, I think hurdles is what, uh, helps us grow. Uh huh. Uh, and I would tell you that the reason that I am where I am today is because of the hurdles I had early on in my life. Um, when I was 21 years old, my father, my father passed away, um, in my arms actually. And in that moment and in that time I spent with him, I listened to his regrets on his deathbed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's a greater teacher in this world than death. I really don't. And at 21, listening to a 48 year old father die and listen to his regrets was a huge wake up call for me. Like, and I was a dipshit when I was yeah. 18, 19, 20. Yeah, I was stupid. I'm still a dipshit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely still a dipshit. I'm just much better yeah. than I was. Um, but, but listening to that and, and having your father pass away, that was a huge hurdle. And I had a choice to succumb to depression, and and the the overwhelming feeling of like oh shit i'm being asked now to be the father of five kids and a single mom you mm -hmm. know um or to step up and and again that whole problem trial whatever you want to call it shaped the rest of my life now my yeah. life has never ever been easy i've always had tons and tons of hurdles um but that was the beginning and it put me in a place where I just simply said, I don't want to die on my deathbed and say what my father said. Yeah. Do you mind sharing what he said or is that too personal? No, 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 not at all. Um, my dad, he's funny. So, so there's five of us. I'm the oldest of five. And when we were growing up, my father used to say, he always used to tell us, you got to do 110%. You got to work your ass off. You want to make a ton of money. You want to be successful. You got to work, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then he said, and then there's, you got to go to school. And mm -hmm. you got to get a degree and you got to find a good company to work for. And you got to have a 401k. And he was so adamant that mm -hmm. that was the right way to do life. Mm -hmm. And then when I came up, I was dumber than a box of rocks. Like yeah. I was not smart. I was very talented in football, yeah. but I was not smart by any means. Yeah. So dude, I, I went to school and I'm just like, this is not for me. I can't, I yeah. can't focus on yeah. anything. So I found out really quickly that college wasn't going to be my thing. Uh -huh. And, and him and I fought a lot about it. Mm. You know, he was always like, you're going to regret this. You're going to hate the, you know? Yeah. And I specifically remember one of the last uh, conversations we had, he told me that the safety route uh -huh. that he had expressed to me his whole life wasn't the safest. Oh. And I asked him why. Uh -huh. And he was the CEO of a really big government contracting firm. Uh-huh. And they fired him a year before he died. Oh. So there was no safety in it. Yeah. And I specifically remember the conversation. He was in tears and he said, I really wish that I would have taught you to chase your dreams rather than told you to play it safe. Like there was some safety mm -hmm. that's not real. Yeah. And so when he passed away, it's funny. None of my siblings, none of us went to college. Mm -hmm. None of us went to school. None of us did any formal education. And all of us are entrepreneurs, every single one of us. And mm -hmm. every single one of us are, are very successful. Yeah. Because we watched as he taught us that that old school mentality, go to college, get a degree, uh, work for somebody, work your way up the ladder, save money, you know, the bullshit yeah. that you hear. Yeah. Um, so when I listened to that, I learned something really, really specifically. You're going to fucking die. Why not do whatever you want to do? 
Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Because mm-hmm. it's not worth when you lay in that deathbed to look back and say, man, I wish that I would have done something much greater than I did. Yeah. You know? And and so for me, I, I took that really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I don't want to die on my deathbed and have regrets. So I'm going to do every single thing that I want to do. Yeah. I had one of these conversations with somebody I was mentoring yesterday and he said, I'm really worried I'm going to have regrets. And I said, you know what you're going to regret? You're only going to regret the things that you don't do. You're never going to regret the things you do, even if they're bad, yeah. because you learn from them. And when you yeah. learn from them, you get better. Mm-hmm. It's always the things that you don't do. So from that time forward, the time I was 21 and his death, I just said, OK, I'm going to fucking do everything that I want to do. I'm going to get everything out of this life. Yeah. Everything. I, and I'll I'll roll into my grave with zero regrets, beat up, yeah. destroyed, and doing everything that I want to do. Yeah. So that's the way I live now. I live my life 100% on my terms of what I want to do. And I don't really give a shit about what people think because when I go to die, yeah. I'm going to have a smile on my face and be like, let's go. Let's go to the next level. I'm, yeah. I'm done with this one. So before we go into the, the next level, so I have, I'm a father. I have three kids and one on the way what type of lessons or advice did you learn from your father? Because you said he raised five successful children. So he, Mm -hmm. he did some stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So like what lessons did you take away from him? Um, my dad was actually a really good, uh, teacher by deed, not by word. He really struggled to communicate him and I used to fist fight all the time. (laughs) No joke. Was he big like you? No, he was tiny. Oh, so he was a, tiny, but he, he, thought, he thought he was big. <laughs> um, but uh, he, my dad was a bad dude. He was a, he was, he was sick for like eight years. Uh-huh. The last eight years of his life. I, we always knew he was going to die early. Um, and for the last four years, he carried an oxygen tank with him because he couldn't uh-huh. breathe. Uh-huh. And I watched him go to football games. I watched him go to dances. I watched him show up and just support everyone. Yeah. I never, ever, ever heard him complain ever. Now he was ornery. Yeah. Cause when you're sick all the time, you are ornery, but he never, ever complained. And when he would show up, it was always, people are like, how are you doing? You know, they, you know, yeah. well, man, am I, and he was always yeah. like, no, I'm good. I'm great. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the game. I'm here for my kids. I mean, dude, I remember, I remember, the three weeks before he died, he was hauling a fucking oxygen tank up a stadium so he could sit and watch his youngest son play football. Damn. You know, which was a beautiful thing. But again, it wasn't what he said. It was what he did. Mm-hmm. So I really quickly learned you can either do or you can give excuses. Yeah. And he, again, he he didn't teach me that by word. It was watching him do those things. Yeah. yeah. So now... I, I I always I hear people I don't squat anymore because my knees hurt or my back hurts. Yeah. I can't run because my yeah. my my shoulder or oh I don't work out because yeah. of this or I don't race race cars anymore because my my wrist. It's like well that's already going to be. Why wouldn't you just do what you want to do? Yeah, you're already hurt. You're already sick. Why wouldn't you just continue to do what you're going to do? Your knees hurt. So now you can't walk anymore. Why don't you just do it until you walk into the grave? Yeah, because I watched him do it with zero excuses. He never had any excuses. He was never like, this is actually funny. I my dad was a huge snowmobiler. You know what a snowmobile is? He was a huge snowmobiler. And I remember one of the last times we went, we we hooked two oxygen tanks (laughs) 
to the snowmobile. We duct taped them. <laughs> no way. And we we went up to the mountains. You know, high altitude. You can't yeah. breathe anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And we duct taped his shit to the snowmobile so he could like go ride. Yeah. And we got all the way up there and he like he fell off. He couldn't get back on. We had to get his ass back on. It was oh. this whole thing. But I specifically remember being like, motherfuckers are out here telling me they can't snowmobile because the day isn't nice enough yeah. or because they don't have the nicest sled or because their back hurts or because their knees hurt. Yeah. And he's up here with fucking oxygen tanks strapped to his snowmobile riding because that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Zero excuse, zero reason to even be doing it, but he's still doing it. Yeah. And so when, when you ask that question, what did he teach? It was it was watching somebody live the way they wanted to live with mm. zero excuse of why they couldn't. Yeah. And I feel like from all the way till I was young till even now, and it's worse now, I feel like the world spends the majority of their time finding excuses why they uh -huh. can't yeah. do something rather than like my father saying, I don't know why I shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 